0: theyeshiva.net Okay, we're holding page 128 in the middle of siv Gimel. So yesterday we learned the Gemara says a in the first Padek, as he says Padek Lifnei Edein, which is the first Padek of Havai that Israel, it's a brace of Rabbi Shmuel Yisrael, <laughs> excuse me. Yisrael, <laughs> The Bnei Yisrael, the Jewish people living in chutz la'aretz, outside of Eretz Yisrael. Chutz la'aretz <laughs> means chutz <laughs> outside of Eretz of the land of Eretz Israel. Literally, it's translated. They worship idols. in purity. Now, the moment it says b'tara, it's trying to say something. What's pshat Batara? B'tara means it's not chas v'sholom that they're trying to over, be over there. There's Rashi explains. Batara means it's below kavana. That's what Rashi says. It's without kavana. And Rashi also adds Ve'ein Samim alev. They don't realize it. It's he. Rashi uses Tula shyness It's below kavana. Ve'ein Samim aleif. It's not an intent of a And Bechal is no simma slave. They're not cognizant. They're not aware. And the big shayla is what the Gemara means. Yisrael this is loetzir de HaVadeh Zana. taught. Bishmal was the kind Gadol at the end of Bayasheni. But he saw the korban. Not only he saw the korban, he was killed. He was killed. He was one of the Asar Ruge Malchus. Rabbi Shmuel Gadol. The first one that we read about Yom Kippur and Tishabov, right? The Bishmal Kain Gadol and Rabbi Shmim Ben Gamlil Nasi Yisrael V'tihei Rabbi Shmol Atzma So Rabbi Shmol says in Chutz it's, it's a new dynamic. So the Balatanya explains it. Now I should just add that the Gemara over there brings from the Bryce of Rabbi Shmol a scenario. The scenario begins to explain it. The scenario says that HaOyvet Kechavim makes a feast, a wedding feast for his son. He makes a mishta, and he invites all of the Jews in his city. So he says, that they eat kosher food. They eat their own food. They drink their own food. They even have their own shamash. They have their own attendant, their own waiter, who, who's, who's mashamash. But he says, Now, the question is, what does this mean? They're eating kosher food. And why is it called over there, but so, what Al Tareb explains here in this Maimir is that, like everything, the Gemara is Medayik, the word Betara. So, Rashi says Betara means without kavana. In other words, it's with pure intentions. It's not they're trying to do something bad. But batara also means that it's a more subtle form of Avedazara. And Habahatalia, of course. It's not just you're doing Avedazara without kavana. Obviously, it's not what the Gemara means. Jews and Chutzlaras don't do Avedazara. How many Jews had Messiris Nefesh in Chutzlar? It's not to do Avedizara. Throughout the Deiris Hashemad, the Deiris of Golos. What it means is, not by their fault. It's without Kavana. In other words, it's the dynamics of Chutzlar is that created. It's not the Jews that created. And when we say Batara, we mean also that it's a whole different type of Avedizara. It's abstract, it's subtle, it's sensitive. It's B'dakos Avai Dezara. Dakus means an Eid oifen. It's a much more sensitive Avai The Gemara says in Yuma, Hei Hashem. For a certain person, this is Chilal Hashem. For another person, it's not Chilal Hashem. It depends on who the person is, and the sensitivity of the person. What is the concept of Yisrael Sheb'chutz La'etzayim He said, what was Avai Traditionally, people would bow, they would worship the sun or the moon or other forces of nature. Which became which they saw as sources of plenty, they used to call it the god of the sun, the God they had all these names, yeah, the god of the water, they worshipped crocodiles, they, they had all these types of myths, and some myths were based on facts, meaning that the sun and the moon do have do yield tremendous power. Nobody one has to explain the power of the sun, and therefore, it's worthy, the sun is worthy of exploration, the sun is worthy of appreciation, the sun is worthy of scrutiny, and the sun is worthy, huh? bow down to What the mistake is, that they, 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 they attributed to the sun independent power. They turned the sun into a god, they turned the sun into a deity, rather than a force of nature that is a tremendous force, and for which we're very grateful. We, all, we talk every day about Yoitza Amaris. We took a Vladarim Allah. is a special bracha before Krishna, dedicated to the luminaries. Yoitzirah What are the Moiris? The Moiris are the Moiris Berkiya Ashamaim, first and foremost the Sun. But we see the Sun as being Meyel Laaretz, as a Shliach, as an agent of the Hashpah, of the Creator of the world of Asha. Like the axe in the hand of the chopper. The hammer in the hand of the contractor, of the builder. You don't attribute independence to the hammer. You understand that the hammer is simply a tool that's being used by the builder. So are we appreciative for hammers? Of course, we're appreciative for tools. But they're tools, they're not deities, they're not gods. And when a person loses himself... He bends down his head. What's what prostration is? Mm-hmm. Kriyesh Tachava, means it represents that you surrender to the Shemesh, the Ereyeh. This is classic of a Dezor. He says in Chutzla, what happens is people worship also the sun and the moon. But we don't worship the sun and the moon. We worship those things that we look at and we say, this is where my food is coming from. It could be my boss. It could be my job. It could be the person I'm trying to Hanfa. because I believe that this man is a god, or this job is a god, or this boss is a god. Do I have to? Do I have to work with this person? Yeah, you got to have a. A god's bracha comes in what you do, not in what you don't do. That means you have to do. So I do need to. I need. I need to. So I, I need this job, but there's a difference between worshiping it and not worshiping it. I can appreciate it as a shliach, as a keli, as the channel for Hashem's ashpah. He says, mm-hmm. The diuk of elekecha is that even when you're involved in asher you should not become nifrid melekus baruch, Not become separated from his elekus, meaning not to forget the elekecha component. It's elekecha. So shemesh hallelujah, bless this God. Yeah. We start with and then the whole is one thing. focused on that. between we have the English. The English. They have the English. The blue English you have. Yes. So what's your Shailah about Yetzirah No, no it's just Yetzirah and the start and the Yetzirah and then we take about the Yetzirah and then we finish this is one long bracha talking about the Yetzirah and in between it has incorporated all the yeah Yes, I don't this is a this, this, this in a goi, no, goi, no, no, the said should, ah? should also recognize that it's, that, that it's just a shaliyah. In other words, it's just a hammer and the that the hammer. Yeah. So if I have come out of the I I not, not, <coughs> not this. Well, not this level of, 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 of fine. Right. It's a level. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is there any tzad to say that putting the malachim in the middle of this whole thing, like you just started to say, that putting the malachim in is sort of reflecting our aspiration? They understand that they're even they see pirud, that they see at a much more higher, sublime level than we, than where our level of pirud is much higher. That we aspire right. to that fact that our perception. That this is not that they are only shlichim that that, that we're not Nifra, should approach that of the malachim and that's why we're putting him in the middle of the, right the middle perhaps of the, uh, yeah field. just from the tra- just want to say how the, the translation of hallelujah shemesh is right um, praise him sun and moon in other words we're saying that the sun and the moon also praise him we're addressing the sun and the moon that they also praise him. Oh, so yeah, yeah. In the, in the you know they recognize who they are. We just don't recognize who they are. In the, in the, sukkah, so is, say, in the her shyness, uh, yeah. yeah it's, it sounds. It sounds like it's, it's gone a little bit over the line. Is, it, is that just a misconception? Or? Yeah, there were those who were even <coughs> criticized the tefillah of Malachi Rachamim, Machnisu Rachamim, Machnisei Rachamim, Machnisei, you know, the sluches. With those who deleted it. Why are you going to the Malachim? Go directly to God. So <laughs> why, why, why is that part of right, okay, so there's a big shackle of attire about it. I'm just saying you have to know how to interpret these things because there's room for well, error. Right, right, exactly. There are, there are those who are on fire when they say, Jeff, you have the Shente, they also deleted it. And the Chaname? Yeah, the Noida Behuda, yeah. Chesidim Yekashleba. So <laughs> the Okay, so the gemela. This is called avodah Batara. You're not going to say somebody who, who surrenders his head, surrenders his stature to his job. He's avodah avodah He's not avodah avodah He puts on he daven shachis in the morning. He daven minche. He got davened mitzvah. He even goes to shiur daf yomi. During the lunch break, he even has a shiur on the telephone. You're not Chas sholem saying zayvodavodah zara. Betara, what does betara mean? Betara means there's a purity there. It's it's a edel. It's it's a reina avodazara, <laughs> but it's still avodazara. It's a reina avodazara. Look at the Torah. He teaches. I told you once. Gas is haruach. Yeah, it's ruchni is dick, but it's a gas. It's a grub. It's coarse. It's ruchni is dick, but it's coarse. Here it's avodaz. I don't understand. It's like being a little bit pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So therefore, when the person worships that and turns it into a pirut, it becomes separated from its source. So there's no balance, there's no harmony. What's the result? The result is skila. Skila doesn't mean here skila and gashmias. It means skila in ruchnias. What's skila in ruchnias? desensitizes the heart. The heart becomes stone-like from a heart that flows, from a heart that's open, as he calls it, psichas alev, a heart that's open to be able to experience life in its full richness, this person's heart becomes like stone. And that's what skila represents. Skila doesn't begin in Gashmis. As we said, the whole Torah is ishtal always begins with ruchnes. The oynosh of skila is a psychological consequence of certain types of behaviors where a person's heart turns into stone. On a physical level, that's what skila was. There was a physical stone on his heart. Emotionally, spiritually speaking, what does it mean a physical stone on his heart? That the heart becomes stone-like. The heart becomes hard and impenetrable. You can't penetrate it. He himself can't penetrate it. The heart loses its emotional fluidity. That worked? Okay. A heart has to be fluid. There's energy there. There's love. There's excitement. There's enthusiasm. And the heart closes. That's called a leva eva. And we know. We know how this happens. I mean, if you're, if you know, if you're somewhat self-aware, we know certain experiences. We just close off the heart. Sometimes at a very young age we close off the heart because of pain. Because there's a lot of pain, so we just close. We, we don't want to get hurt again. If you have a closed heart, you don't get hurt. Nothing goes in, nothing goes out. You know, it's very it's safe. You cover it with a rock. I am a rock. Huh? I, am a rock. I am a rock, and in this case, my heart is a rock, which is I. I become a rock. Yeah, yeah. Alev avcha, yeah, yeah. Asher nochem tzavchayim, because I can't get it into my heart, at least put it on top of your heart. That's the concept of skill. So when the Torah speaks about certain behaviors that result in skilla, for example, Chilol Shabbos. Chil Shabbos is skill. So you say, Vosep is Shabbos skill. Herig is not skill. Murder is a different punishment. It's not stamps a coincidence, here we hack this punishment, that punishment. It all begins spiritually. When somebody loses Shabbos in their life, their hearts become desensitized. Essentially, Shabbos is also a form of... of Chilu Shabbos is also a form of... A desire. The Chinuch says the idea of Shabbos is recognizing that the world stops, the world has a creator. You're not entitled to manipulate it constantly. But the concept is that these various experiences of a person, they desensitize a heart. In other words, the heart becomes a leva evan and I can't open the heart. You have sometimes, you say about certain people, they become heartless. There's somebody here yesterday who grew up in communist Russia, spoke about, uh, so that's extreme, spoke about Lenin or Stalin, Trotsky, these types of people, the leaders of the Bolshevik revolution 100 years ago, 1917. It wasn't just their hearts were like stone. They became heartless at a certain point. I don't know how they were as children. At a certain point, you kill you murder millions of people and you don't blink it's almost you become a heartless person your your heart is not alive anymore you don't feel this you don't feel that it's almost like a machine so you have it in brutality in sadism barbarity but even but you also have it in batara you have it in much more in much more refined people huh so what happens here is that the lave becomes a leva evan and the person really it's very hard for them to emote. It's very hard for them to experience life. Now he continues. He says Vikhein one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eleven lines from the bottom, one twenty eight. Drushim A similar thing would be Khazal say here again, when somebody gets angry, you're not giving them skiller. It's not a person of Misa. You're not giving them skiller. But when we say, <laughs> or uh, next, Gasas Haruach. say that Gasas Haruach, which is arrogance, is also like Avedazara. So again, it doesn't mean it's Avedazara if somebody who's arrogant, you stone them, you kill them. If somebody's angry, you kill them. What does it mean it's like Avedezara? This is again Avedezara Batara. It's the source. It's, this, it's, it's, it's the Avedezara in a more subtle way, in a higher place of Ishtaushalas. This is the way Avedezara is manifested in very crude ways. You have the Moilach and you have the Baal with all the heinous promiscuity that these Avedezaras consisted of. But you have Eidela Avedezaras. or gasasaruch arrogance, is a concept of Avedezara. What's arrogance? What is arrogance? Arrogance is basically, you take the place of God in the world. That's arrogance. What's kas? Also, you take the place of God in the world. That's essentially what anger is. What causes a person to lose themselves in a horrible temper or in kas? They're taking the place of God in the world. The same is true with with, with kasus aruach. All these things, what do they result in? They result in skila. What skila? Skila is the heart closes up. When they live in that space of anger. A person lives in that space of anger. What is that? What is really that space of anger? Space of anger, or gazos haruach, means I'm playing God. Which really completely delegitimizes who I am and who God is and our relationship. And therefore these are subtle forms. Lefi shame heipech why are they all forms of Avedis kechavim? Why would the Gemara compare Gassus HaRuach to Avedis Zara? Well, the Gemara would compare uh, uh, Kass to Avedis Zara. Gassus HaRuach is in the beginning of Mesech Te Saita, Dav Dalet. Uh, um, uh, Kass is in, in Mesech Shabbos, Dav Kufhe. What's the connection? So he says a few words, Both of them res- represent that the person is not in touch with the reality of Bitl. It's the antithesis of Bitl. Or Huh? Is more uh, Yeah. Yeah, Bittal means alignment. Again, there's a balance, there's a harmony. What's the concept of arrogance? Arrogance is really the ultimate separation. Why is a person arrogant? Why is a person pompous? A person is pompous because they're not recognizing at this moment their deep connection to God. And they have to substitute that void with a different type of person, with a pompous personality who needs it for self-protection? Why are people arrogant? This is their only version of life. They don't have another version of life. Their their self con- their concept of self is so impoverished that the only way they could survive and operate is through arrogance, disagreeable, uh, argumentative, confrontational, uh, haughty, always boasting. They can only talk about themselves. Right? They say a woman once said she's stopping to date. Why? She said the last guy she dated, all night, three hours, all he was talking about was himself. That's it. There was not, nothing else. I did this. There's such, such people. You meet them and all they talk about is themselves. So after after three hours, she's like hoping for some, you know, maybe some interest in another person. He looks at her and he says, you know, three hours I've been talking about myself. I think it's enough. Let me now hear what you have to say about me. So... Uh, you can't escape. A person cannot escape out of that uh, out of that rot. R- what is that orbit the person is in? They don't rec- in, that, in many ways. What he's saying is, arrogance is the ultimate insecurity. Arrogance is the ultimate betrayal of self. It looks like you're very big. You're really very small. <laughs> if you're big, you don't have to be arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> have to live off of other people's energy. You don't have to live off other people's energy, you don't have to control other people, and you don't you're not looking for a place to be. The arrogant person, yeah. I once said from Rabbi Yadin Steinzalt, Rabbi Yadin have a He said, God, nature, God, gave frogs an ability to inflate themselves. Right? You know, a frog can zufblassan, and suddenly he becomes a khefts, a is He says, interesting thing, elephants don't have that capacity. <laughs> he said, "You know why they don't need it? An elephant doesn't have to, an elephant has presence. He doesn't have to say ich bin and eh is da. He's fine. But the frog doesn't have so much presence. So first of all, a shreit, a dog. He screams and of all, he inflates himself. You have some of the birds. You see it with peacocks. You see it with roosters. They they lift up their uh, they lift up their wings." And really, it's it's a, it's it's a it's a it's a it's it's from fear, you know that, yeah. If you're familiar with farms a little bit, those of you who grew up in Brooklyn, and you know about farm, li- farm life, right? Or or good old Muncie, or good old Muncie before uh, religious jury exterminated, uh, Brooklyn. <coughs> Before Brooklyn arrived and decided that buildings are more important than nature. Um, so you see a lot of these animals, like roosters and this, in chickens, in self-defense, in fear, when they're fearful, suddenly the wings are up, and it's basically a way of saying, don't start up with me, I'm a big guy, my tati is stronger than your tati, and I'm stronger than you, so what is this all, it's, it's a natural instinct, but it expresses a concept, I'm inflating myself because I'm very small, why am I small, because I don't experience myself right now as part of the divine. I don't realize that God is with me and in me right now. Of course I have to be arrogant. But the real the elephant doesn't have to be arrogant. He's an elephant. He's good. The same is true kas. What's kas? Kas is survival. Why, why are people Why are you so angry? What do you get so angry for? It's survival, huh? I don't know what you mean by opposite, right? The taper chabital. What 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 do you think anger is? Person is overtaken by anger. What is it? Person is furious. He's angry. He can deal with loss of control. Healthy cause and control the environment. If somebody gives out their pain, it's called healthy cause. That's not even cause. But then you're conscious every moment that you're you conscious. How you act on the anger? I think anger is a natural emotion. Yeah, how you act with it? What do you do with your anger? to be And sometimes we we and also emot we have emotions that come from a consciousness of a voidesolabetare the question is what i do with it do i contain it or does it contain me we also have feelings of gasa HaRuach. we have all these feelings that's part of human that's part of the human journey the fact that we have all these emotions that's not the issue the question is do these emotions define me or do i do i put these emotions in context or do they put me in context of them that's the choice We all have these emotions, unless you're a unique neshama that's completely transcendent, that you're never in kas, you're never in this. A person experiences kas, but then I could be cognizant of what's going on, and I could almost observe the pattern. Look at any outburst of kas, even inside, right? at your children. I don't want to say at your spouse, but at anybody, and you'll see the pattern. And if you look at the pattern, you'll understand that you're not aware of how close you are to God at the moment. You're in loss of control and you're trying to substitute it. Anger is basically a secondary emotion to cover up pain. um, (laughs) You want every emotion now? Enough with arrogance and... Depression depression is something else. uh... Well, ultimately everything is connected to this nakuda. But uh, depression is a different Indian. Depression, the way it's already expressed, is that the person feels like nothing. Kas is not expressed that way. Kas is the too, right? Yeah. Kas. Ki is so he says why? Doesn't mean a person is worshiping Avodah Zarah. People get angry all the time and they're fine. They're not over but betara. and the result is skilla. Again, skilla in what is that? A person's heart becomes stone like. Well, acting on the anger basically means that you're not aware of what the anger is. A person has an emotion. Right? We have these emotions. What happens next? It's the emotion, but we're not... We're not again, a person can have emotions that are based on A way But the question is, do those emotions control me? Or do I control those emotions? Are, do I contain the emotions, or do the emotions contain me? do the emotions take over my eye? But what's gonna be the difference if I let the emotions explode and just have free reign over my I just life. Want to stress out and feel ways to good, out and, good question. Somebody really hurt you, somebody really hurt you. So isn't anger uh, almost a good emotion, like you were hurt? Good, it's natural. Natural, okay, I should say. It, you know, Scenario. Right. You're saying a person has kas. I was hurt. No, I, I think the problem is people to judge themselves for feeling angry. I'm not talking about acting it out in a bad way. There's healthy ways to do it. But if you judge it and you try to cut it out but it's really there, it's part of what a is to think every person has felt angry in their life. And if we, we were taught not to allow to feel it, it hurts us in other ways. You're asking a good question, yeah? So there's a word here that the over at the heart. It's not the initial reaction. If you have a person that's angry, and that's their initial reaction, it's a very little pick in, world, How can I deal with that the initial emotional reaction? Is that where I, my choice comes in to determine whether or not a person is better in you've never been Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to respond to what Shep just said. L'cha'ida, people often feel they judge themselves for getting angry because they're taught kala So if they're good Jews, they have to feel that they're not angry, but of course they are angry. So now they're only repressing their anger, and then they're upset at themselves for getting angry. They get angry, at themselves for getting angry. And they're now angry at themselves more than anybody else. Right? And the anger comes out because they're really very angry, even though they're not allowed to be angry, because Kilo and he says, why not just accept the anger and understand that on the contrary, this is a, a natural emotion, and you have to figure out how to express it. You don't have to break windows and uh, jump off a bridge, but there's different ways you can uh, deal with it. That sounds very good, but there's it, it, it's it's a little deeper than that. And the reason is because... Anger (laughs) is generally speaking a secondary emotion, which means a cover up emotion. Anger covers up pain. That's what it is. We don't want to feel the pain, so we get angry. If I could say, you're a maneuver, he's a russia, idiot, I (coughs) right say I'm a Tudor right and you'll say what? and you'll say you know what he did right what really what really happened is I'm covering up to myself my pain I'm hurt I'm in pain that's where the real emotion is that's where the real emotion is I'm in pain. I'm in pain. But you know what? That's very humbling. It's very humbling to say, wow, I'm in pain. (laughs) it's, it's it's, It's not an easy emotion to be with. Kaas is, he's a low life. He's a sickness of a person. Suddenly the whole energy is going there instead of here. Suddenly the focus is how evil the other person is. Where really what's happening is, I was hurt. And that's very real where I am now. Maybe in a year I won't be hurt from these things, but that's where I am now. I'm hurt. Now this doesn't mean I shouldn't protect myself. When you're in pain, you should protect yourself. And you have to have boundaries. And you, can feel, it. And you feel you should feel it. You should. If you're a person, that's where mutilation happens. But that doesn't, that doesn't delegitimize the pain. That doesn't delegitimize the pain. And then on the contrary, I can grow from it. I can actually protect myself better. I can become a much stronger person. Kaas is really diverting my attention from what really went on to focus on a whole different reality about how evil you are. As Dr. Tversky likes saying, people are funny. They allow their enemies to live in their mind for years and years and years rent free. At least charge the guy. The guy has been living, he's a tenant in your mind for thirty years. He lives there Yoimun Valaila. He lives there more than your own kids, he lives there. Charge him four thousand dollars a month or like twenty five hundred dollars. But we, they that's what costs us. It's defending the ego. Yeah? It's the ego. Yeah. It's trying to defend an ego, trying to protect an ego, so really trying true. to protect my vulnerability. Yeah. So it's that's why there's a superficiality there. So always means when you're in touch with a superficial life that's a substitute for realness, which is God. Hashem is really the word for emes that's the word. How does he say the charge? How does it, Dr. Wilson say that he can charge it? At least charge you, guy. I mean he was joking. Oh, yeah. somebody doesn't pay rent, you evict him. You and if he doesn't pay rent, you throw him out. But this guy lives in the mind loyal loy, and loy, loy. And not only that, you give him the best room of the house. You give him the best room, you give him davening, learning, the best room you give this guy. You have to go pay a psychologist to get him out. How do you pass that law? I'm you pass the law to the one that you're angry with in a positive way. Yeah, so the <laughs> Rambam in Hilchis Day is peirik vav, confronting a person. That's much different than anger. Confronting a person is actually, you know, the Rambam says to tell him you hurt me. The Rambam says that. That's different. The Rambam says in Hilchis is he says go to the person and say you hurt me. Yes. If you could have that conversation, some people you can't have that conversation. With. <laughs> he says the worst is bilvavecha. Why? it's repressed. It's, it's, it eats you up from inside. You walk around with toxicity. In other words, you, you're, you have that skila. Skila means you walk around with a closed heart. Angry people have to close their hearts. Painful pe- pa- people who are pained don't close their hearts. They have open hearts. They have open hearts. So this doesn't mean people don't hurt. It hurts. And the natural emotion is it hurts. And I may cry. And I may have to create very strong boundaries. And I may have to call the police. You understand? This is not, don't get angry, don't protect yourself. Let's make, You know, so when we teach people, sometimes ideals that are, uh, are not based on, we say, kolakoyz kilavay means, somebody slaps you, don't get angry. Make believe in anger. What do you do with all the anger? It's there, it's there, and it comes out. Instead of coming out to that person, it comes out to your wife. Comes out to your children. You Remember, some of you would go home, or you would get at night. You told your father, "My teacher slapped me today in Cheder." So what happened? Huh? you got you got more, and all his anger at work towards his boss. Who did he let it out at? Sometimes people are angry at work. Who do they let it out at? They can't let it out at the boss. Somebody once told me he was a board member of a shul for forty-five years till he quit. I say, why did he quit? So he says, all the board members, yeah. They're, they're like Kosh a people. But at home, they can't express themselves. They're afraid of their wives. So where do all their issues come out? In the shul, in the board meetings. Is he can't deal with it anymore. <laughs> Sometimes, issues that are not dealt with, it's not they don't go away, they come out. They, but they leak. They leak out here, they leak out there, because they're not dealt with. That's why a legislates the grief process also. Yeah, exactly. You have, to, yeah. you have to experience the pain and channel it the way the, way right. the tells you so mutilating the self doesn't work. The Kotzkei Rebbe once said, and again it's a subtle word, As ta von word, When you break a taiva, you turn one into two. Now think about that. What does he mean? Isn't it all about Shviri? So many Svarim, especially Sifri Musa, Shviri Sataivas. Kotzkei Rebbe knew about these Svarim. But he was saying a very profound idea. You have to know how to deal with a taiva. If it's just about breaking it, you didn't get rid of it, you turned it into two taivas. One is conscious and one is unconscious. You understand? Instead of it being conscious, you just sent it to the unconscious because you can't be conscious. I'm not a nervous designer. I don't get angry. I don't get angry. I don't get angry. I never get angry. I'm not, a, I'm not angry. I'm angry. I'm not angry. I'm not angry, but it's your problem. I'm not angry. You know that? You know that emotion? Oh, look who came in. <laughs> I'm explaining what Fizulh means. MS Malcano, Fazulasan. So that's o Avaidazara always means being in touch with the facade of reality. Bittel means. Not substituting reality with the facade of reality. Then we can break it. Yeah. A guy betrays you for five million dollars, it's very painful. And you should probably call your lawyer. And it hurts. And you shouldn't be doing business with this guy, and you have to protect yourself and you want to get back your money. But now, what happens if, for the rest of the next year, what my mind is busy is, he is the most despicable person. Well, what am I really doing? Am I helping myself? We know I'm not helping myself. I'm helping myself by creating boundaries that I need by getting my money. Maybe I have to take him to the whatever the proper method to get my money back. I want five million. I want my five million dollars. I didn't deserve to lose it. I mean, maybe I deserve to lose it, but uh, not through him. <laughs> Let's put it this way. He didn't have to take my $5 million. And then there's another element in cost. Another element in cost is, ultimately, when you could feel the pain, you can also realize, and this is a journey, that the person, that nobody is in full control of my life. In other words, this happened to me, part of my, it's part of my journey. It's part of my relationship with God. You didn't hurt me, I was hurt by your act. So you made a choice to hurt me, and that's why you have to take accountability. You have to apologize. You can't say, "Oh, it was hashgacha <laughs> If God didn't want you to get hurt, you wouldn't have lost the money. So therefore, I'm the Tzadigar. I'm Hashem shliach. Says, ah, you want to know why God is always getting angry in <laughs> <laughs> yeah? That's a good question. Why is Hashem getting angry? <laughs> What's Charoinav? <laughs> why is Hashem getting angry? So the Rambam would tell you right away that it's euphemisms, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> what does it really mean, right? <laughs> So the stak also of from the Kotzka, the Hoi Ben-e-Vort. <coughs> Siach Sarfei Kodesh. Siach Sarfei Kodesh, he brings. Say for Siach Sarfei Kodesh, I think Parsha Shmois. It's very, uh, very uh, beautiful word, he says. It's good for Asayi Simei and Yem Kippur. It says by Moshe, Hashem summoned him by the snat to go redeem the Jewish people from Mitzrayim. So Moshe took out every excuse. You know the excuse book that Bochum and Yeshiva have? He took out every excuse from the excuse book why he can't go. The first thing he tells Hashem is, I'm a nobody. So God says, I'm sending you. That's who you are. Then he says, I can't even talk. God says, who made anybody talk? It's me, I'm sending you. Then he says, they're not going to believe me. He says they are going to believe you. Finally, Shlach just said somebody else. And Rashi says it was a whole week that they were arguing back and forth. Yeah. So basically, you want to bring on and Moshe. What happens at the end? God gets angry. So basically, you learn it. Basically, you know, you called in your son and you told him you want him to do a bit presentation, and he says I'm a nobody. He said, no, you're good. I can't talk. You could talk. Nobody's going to listen. They will listen. Get somebody else to do a B'mitzvah for him. I'm not becoming 13. So all you do is you start screaming. You say, I'm disowning you. He says, okay, I'll go do it. I mean, first of all, Moshe here has to accept the mission of his life. And how does he accept it? Because God got angry. Hashem couldn't convince him. He had every excuse. Finally, In simple English, if we weren't talking about God, we would say he lost it at him. He lost it. He started to scream at him. He got angry at him. He said, just go! What well, is it's okay. So the whole shlichus was based on te- or based on fright, based on pachat. You know that things that you do out of fear are very weak. Things that you only do because your father screamed the living daylights out of you. Right? Huh? Those things, they're not in If I carry the first opportunity, you're going to let it go. The whole shlichus of Moshe was based on anger. So the Kutzker Rebbe says, and this is the problem with all translations, he says, we don't translate the words. We say, Vayichar Af Hashem if you want a good English translation, and the Lord's ire burnt against Moses. The Lord's wrath, better even. God's wrath burnt against Moses, which means he was burning, burning mad at him. He says, read the words, Vayichar Af Hashem B'moishah. B'Moshe. Hashem's anger, which we'll explain in a moment, started to burn in Moshe. What does it mean, his anger burns in Moshe? So he says, Moshe, I mean, he says it in three lines. I'm just uh, collaborating a little, the way I understood it. Why was Moshe refusing to go? He had good reasons. He was humble. He couldn't speak. He was not a communicator. He didn't see himself as a leader. He didn't think the people... Moshe had good reasons. But the ultimate reason was something else. And that is that, despite everything, the gullus mitsrayim didn't get to him. He didn't experience. It. Remember, he cared. He already beat up. A, he killed an Egyptian by Igdal Moshe. But he was in a desert. He was with God. Some given guns It didn't get to him. Yeah, a mother Chas v'Shalom whose child is very very ill, and she needs to as we know from reality, and she needs to affect doctors and influence people in hospitals to do something for the child. She doesn't say, call, call. I can't communicate, I don't know how to talk, send somebody else. If it's your child, you learn how to talk. And you don't send anybody else. And you don't care if they believe in you or not believe in you. And you don't say, I'm humble. You know why? Because the passion is burning. After Hashem talking to him for a week, Moshe refused to go, Vayichar af Hashem be The passion of Hashem started to burn in Moshe. He communicated to Moshe his own passion, his own pain, his own agony over Golos Mitzrayim, what's happening. That that af started to burn in Moshe. Moshe started to feel about Golos the way Hashem felt about Golos. The moment that happened, he said, Amen. I once heard from the Lubavitcher Rebbe about the Chafetz Chaim. He said it once. He said it himself with a lot of passion. There was once a gazer in Poland against Schitta. I think it was the 20s, the early 30s. The Chafetz Chaim sent a delegation to the leader of Poland to speak. To speak to... Him. So he said that they came back and the Chafetz Chaim asked them what happened. So they told the Chafetz Chaim that the Prime Minister was there, but the translator, who was supposed to translate, didn't come. And they speak Yiddish, so they couldn't communicate with him. Because they spoke Yiddish, he spoke Polish, and they couldn't communicate, the translator didn't come. So the Chafetz Chaim said, "Hat Did anybody of you faint? If anyone would have fainted, the Prime Minister would have understood. He wouldn't need language. When somebody cares, when somebody is passionate about something, they find the language. They don't need language. They could cry, they could faint, they could scream. So the point here is, So when you say in Kriya Shema, What's the real translation? God's passion will start burning in you bachem inside. In other words, you'll be able to see the world the way he sees the world. You should be able to see reality the way he perceives reality. It's a whole different experience. Yeah, but that doesn't follow how does it, very good question, how does it follow how do, how do you follow these words by Vatsar sashamayim b'lai Mantar? The same thing. And here we come back to another important idea. How do we understand vatserah sashamayim? It's punitive. In other words, I'll peep shot. You say, let's talk about a person. You get angry. You get angry at your family. You say, we were supposed to go to Chalam, Chalamay. We were supposed to go to Six Flags. Instead, not. I was supposed to get you. Uh, what do you get in um, Seven Slurpee. Eleven? Slush, Slurpees. We're not. We're supposed to go on vacation. We're not. You're supposed to have a bar mitzvah. We're canceling the bar mitzvah. And also, no breakfast, lunch, and supper for three days. Okay, yeah. He gets angry, he says, that's it. The show is over, the game is over. You're spoiled, you're narcissistic, you're idol worshippers, no more rain. What is this? Is it punitive? Is it vengeance? Is it revenge? Is it God showing who's the boss? You start up with me, I'll start up with you. Is it anger? I'm angry, I lose control. So anybody understands that this is, not the, this, is not the, this is not the concept. Every, like we see here, every oynosh and Torah, really the word punishment needs to be qualified. It's the idea of helping. You have to understand all the consequences as coming from absolute love, from absolute caring, from absolute affection. Just like in education, the only real discipline that's effective is... Discipline that's coming from deep attachment. If I get angry at my child and I say I'm gonna take revenge from this, my twelve year old, he's driving me crazy. Go go to your room for the four days, stay locked up there, and I'm not that's not Chinuch. Even with humans, what's Chinuch is based on the idea? I wanna help. I want and I have to deal with those emotions where I lose myself. We have those emotions of Av I deserve. So by the Rebbeinah Shaloylam, for sure, all these consequences, it's all about education, instruction, elevation. Basically, is the method for the human being to become sensitive to the world and see it the way God sees it. In other words, to experience His passion about Avodah Zarah. Or if you want to put it again, on a Rukh level, means you're going to stop crying. You're going to lose your ability to cry. There won't be, the heaven in you will be plugged. You will lose your sensitivity. That's skill. You will lose the heaven in you. The heaven in you will be plugged. And your own rain won't flow. Your own energy won't flow. On a spiritual level. On a physical level, it's the idea of the world being shaken up by the fact that it's dysfunctional so all these onrim and torah coming from tyrus chaim and avas chasatyrus chasat it's never about i'm going to get you back it's rather about always about cleansing rehabilitation healing helping a person ultimately achieve his or her ultimate potential now this doesn't explain everything that happens in the world we don't understand a lot of things that happen in the world there's so much mystery just like we don't understand God's mind. But whenever we see an einish and Torah, it's never coming from what we call loss of control, or anger, or I want to get back at you. That's not that whole concept. That whole concept is alien to Judaism. <coughs> it's a corrective. Always. One always has to see the ava in it. If one doesn't see the ava in it, they're not in touch with the reality. You're saying Bukharash Afa Hashem is a good thing. It will be a brand in you, so that shouldn't be followed by any corrective unless you say the goal No, thing. that's the goal. How will there be Vikhar Afa Shem Bachem Al Y The person becomes aware of imbalance in life when things are imbalanced. How do I become aware how imbalanced my life is? When everything is working, it's working. When things are not mm-hmm. working, it challenges me to open myself up to a deeper reality and say, maybe I'm in a world of avodah zarah. Yes, yes, yes. So the breakdown of the system is painful, but that breakdown helps you fix a broken system. Whenever systems break down, you all know we all know this in our own lives. When systems break down, it's painful. Who likes broken systems, right? But if your car had a serious, serious problem, and it breaks down, right, it may have saved you. <laughs> if the plane stops working on the runway, that's a good thing, <laughs> because it could be dangerous. So when systems break down, it's not fun. But if they allow us to look and see what's broken, and change perspective, that's, 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 a, that's a beautiful thing, even if it's a painful thing. Okay, again, I know, I know, I know how people understand it. Even Hisham no. Rulachem. Hisham Rulachem, we're used to English translations. So Hisham Rulachem is basically, we look, we, you see this, right? When people say Hisham Rulachem, you could see God with a finger, right? People see it. This is called Real Avete We all have pictures of God in our minds. The most famous picture is like this. Hisham Rulachem. Like that person in your life who said, Hitzach. Heibzach nestam mit me. Forgiven as a fras vesmachen Kiddush lavon after lavon. what they tell you? Vesendestadin. What'd they tell you? I'm going to. You start up with Hisham Rulachem. Hisham Because if you start up with me, I hit and I hit harder than you. So there's the guy with a finger. The guy with a finger. There's a, I once read a description of somebody he said he wanted to be Ymaya before Da. Before Da he wanted to feel Hashem. So what did he do? This is a was a. He said he imagines God as a rhinoceros. He pushedes images. Imagine you walk out on the street and you see a rhinoceros charging you or a buffalo. Yeah, how would you feel you'd get scared? You'd get a little scared Emmas. So She says, "Now he starts davening. Now he starts davening. Gezayeh masbe that his whole davening. First, days, God is a rhinoceros and a buffalo, huh? Yeah, but that's what happens. So, and, and, and the buffalo is shab- So, all the all the words it has to be understood." That's not a batada, that's less than batada. I don't know, real, again, I'm not saying... He meant well, yeah, he wanted Yerush Hashem. What's the best Yerush Hashem? Yerush uh, uh, Rhinoceros. So <laughs> instead of turning, the, instead of seeing the rhinoceros so the as an aspect of the divine energy, he turned God into a rhinoceros. So Hishamru Hisham? <laughs> means, Hishamru means Shmira, guard. I want you to be sensitive. I want you to guard yourself. Hisham R'lechem means create shmirah for yourself. It's beautiful words. It's like you tell somebody, you're a sensitive soul and I want you to guard your sensitivity. I want you to protect your integrity. I don't want you to squander yourself. It's like telling a child who's eight years old. Imagine you can tell a child, you're eight, okay, and you're a good looking boy. And there's people in the mikveh who have evil, evil tendencies. I want you to protect yourself. There's people who will ask you to do things. They'll promise you things. They'll give you things. And they're going to destroy your innocence forever. I want you to protect. You're too precious not to be protected. Those are not angry words. Those are beautiful words of a loving mentor, of a loving mother, of a loving father. It's not... Gimme the ever. Anybody ever got this? Anybody pulled your ear? You ever got this? Huh? So you understand? So when we say, Hishamro means, watch out for me, that's not a translation. Hishamro lecha means, guard yourself. You're too precious to squander. Pen yifta The heart is very vulnerable. And then what's going to happen is, I'm not going to destroy you, because I love you too much. I'm going to realize that you don't see the world the way I see it. You don't see yourself the way I see you. You see yourself as a piece of garbage, as a piece of junk. So the passion of God, what you are, how great you are, needs to, um, um, I, I want it to start burning in you. I want you to see yourself the way I see you. I want you to see your destiny the way I see you. Of course this is Pashto Pshat. <laughs> this is real. This is real Pshat. You all, this is real. <laughs> this is the MS. This is the MS. Let me, let me, let me, let, let, let me, in the same davening we say a hundred times, especially in sliches, Hashem, Hashem, rachum. So, if you say about your father, my father, yeah, my father is a man who's full of compassion, full of grace, full of patience, and full of love. Rav Chesed means abundant love and kindness. So I say, really, wow, now tell me about your father's conversations with you. Every conversation, is basically warning you that if you don't follow his instructions he, he's going to throw you out he's going to kill you, he's going to destroy you he's going to destroy your family I'm like, you know, I think you need a little therapy with your father somebody over there, something is off so we say a whole lot toiv Hashem l'kol v'rachem aval kolmasov yuducha Hashem kolma'asecha peisei be yadecha tzadik Hashem b'chol drachov choset v'cholmasov, korv Hashem l'chol koirov are we schizophrenic? Mm-hmm. Is Judaism schizophrenic? God is loving until you tick him off. Remember, you tick him off small, small, small stuff. If <laughs> You tick him off until you. So you say this guy is nice, but don't don't come close. They say about that. He's a nice guy. You know the gap, You know the guy show right. There's always the guy by He's a nice guy. <laughs> But if you come close to him, if you get on the bimah, <laughs> there's going to be an imprint on your cheek till after your Shavah Till after your Shavah So you know the guy, the guy is Abyssal Meshuggah. You stay away from these people. So we don't realize that when we educate people about God, we do these things. So children grow up with a horrible, horrible image of Hashem. Some of those images are filled with hate, filled with negativity, but they're scared to say it because you're going to get punished for that too. They're going to get punished for that too. But just because I'm scared to say it doesn't mean I don't have it. So underlying orders Shoshana, Yim, Kippit, by many people are very, very negative feelings. I'm not speaking from speculation here. I'm speaking of hundreds and hundreds of conversations I've had personally with people in writing or, or Baal Peh. Hundreds, not ten and not twenty, hundreds of conversations. What is it? Good people, and then you have to say every day three times. <laughs> so, so imagine this. <laughs> okay, and then I say, but tell me that you love me. What do you? What type of love you think? The love itself is, is unbelievably hurtful. It's like I'm <laughs> I'm going to destroy you. But now tell me you love me. You know what that does with people's brains? Huh? You, you know what that does with people's brains? Imagine an abuser after everything he does, and now hug me, and now embrace me, and now tell me that you love me, and tell everybody that you love me. There's something very, very dysfunctional about it, very painful about it. And if you don't say you love me, you're going to get the biggest punishment. So I mean, how much can you love such a such a reality? How real can vahavta Hashem be? And therefore, we have to challenge ourselves and get rid of Havavay We have to get rid of idolatry. Not in, in, in Gashmis, but Havay All the images of Hashem that are very, very ingrained in our psyches, not because of anybody's fault. It's not malicious. It's just, we read P'sukim, we read Taira, and we often don't understand. Take a This is, you think, some of you think these are my and in Yiddishkeit, that I come... And I, mis- I, I I distort the interpretation. And it's against the homicida, and it's against everything. Because uh, God forbid, that God forbid, to appreciate the fact that Judaism is based on the infinite love of God to every Jew, and to every human being. And that itself is the greatest tragedy. The greatest tragedy is that people think that when I, when I say this, I'm like uh, creating a new religion, a new Judaism. When all I'm trying to say is that Judaism is consistent. And you can't have a davening where you're completely schizophrenic. One second God is your best friend, and the next second is... (laughs) Like, what's going on? Do You love me or you don't love me? Which parent who really loves a child wants to take revenge of a child? You ever heard a mother say, I'm going to take revenge of that kid? A healthy mother doesn't speak like that. The mother may be hurt. The mother may feel anger, depends how self aware she is. But even if she's feeling anger, which is a secondary emotion, or she's feeling hurt, which is an original emotion, revenge it's not about revenge. I care for the child. I want to help him shine. I want I want to help her maximize. I, I see a person who's addicted to drugs, who's gonna who may die tomorrow from an overdose, I want to help them, I wanna save them. I don't want to take revenge. I'm taking revenge. Who takes revenge? Where's this revenge? What are you angry? What's the anger? You, you lost control? So how is it that with parents we understand this? Suddenly with Hashem, we attribute to Him the worst of the worst. All the qualities that we go to seminars and workshops and we try to help parents graduate from or deal with, we put it all, we put it all on God. How did this negative approach become so prominent? <laughs> how did the negative approach become so prominent? Let me tell you what it says in tell this Yaakov, Yosef Parsh's boy. The the Hashem is not my word. The kotzka the was a sharfiyid. He wasn't a, a, a lovey-dovey. lovey-dovey, fluffy ice cream. The kotzka from all the chsidosh, uh, somebody once said, when the to the saw in every bad, he saw the good, and the kotzka every good, he saw the bad. He always saw, you know, the pneah. <laughs> The Kotzke was a Shafi'id, but he also understood that God wasn't just angry at Moshe. Moshe, you go right now and stop arguing with me a whole week. That's not, not a relationship. That's a relationship. He lost himself, so Moshe was scared. So he, he, the Kotzke the says this. You can look it up and see it's I'll tell you a word from the Bosham. It's in Toldos Yarkov Yosef. I think it's a precious boy. You could easily find it. The of DeVard. Kael Hashem, Kael Here's another juicy line, Right? Everyone, today is uh, Wednesday, beautiful. Soon you're going to say, Keil nekames Hashem, Keil nekames Efiya. Right? And the camp they would sing, Keil nekames Hashem, Nachmet HaNegen. Nachmet HaNegen. Now translate. Keil nekames Hashem. God is a God of revenge. If you didn't register, we go right there. Keil nekames, the God of revenge, He showed up. He showed up. Okay? And then it starts off. That's How do you finish the Mizmer? So imagine your father calls you in and says, Let me tell you about Tati. I'm a man of revenge. And I want you to know the man of revenge has appeared. He's not in the closet anymore. It is done. He's here. He appeared. What comes next? What comes next? Somebody once told me his father would give him a choice at night between a belt or a stick. He had to make the choice. The next is the belt. Give me the belt. Talking in the old days, before they, uh, when these things were still, uh, I mean, they still happen, but a little different. So people are more silent about it. So, now he says, now my tired angle after you learnt about... Who I am and tell me thank you and start singing so who's schizophrenic here? what's going on here god is going to take revenge now start dancing are people healthy they could be normal with this that means either you do one of three things either you mutilate your emotions you're not you don't have natural emotions anymore you can't deal with God as a normal emotions because it's, it's it's so you you become like a zombie or a robot or you're completely in denial of who you really are or you become disillusioned and cynical and you just go through shir shal yayim, so you should be nechta of shel beinin them for yom kippur and hopefully get another year and hopefully your hope maybe today will be a better mood or you have to stand back and say. Maybe we need a deeper understanding of what Judaism is. So, three hundred years ago, as the world became and developed in a partic- was developing in particular ways, God sent down the neshama of the Baal Shem Tov to the world, Chayel Tovnon sixteen ninety eight, to be able to be Megala. The Klaal Yisrael, the Pnimius of Torah, the depth, the truth of Torah, the depth of Torah. The Baal Shemitev didn't invent, he revealed. So the Toldus Yaakov Yosef says that he heard from the Baal Shemitah. asked, Why does it say twice Nekomis? Baal Shemitev asked even more. Which shame is the shame of Chesed? Everybody knows, Kael. <coughs> Which shame is the shame of Rachamim? Yudkei Which shame is Midasadin Elikim? Had to say. Kail nekomis Hashem, Kail nekomis For Fakert. It's a lekim, is a bala nekomis. Kail is chesed, and you'd give you'd give them the Kail havaya, and again, Kail nekomis Sefiah. And for the Baal Shem Tev hobo, hatal, the two questions answer each other. Kail nekomis Hashem. You should know when you're talking about God's revenge, it's all Kail. It's all good, and it's all rachamim. It's pure love. How could revenge be pure love? All revenge is, I'm going to get you back. So the Pasik says, let me explain to you. You know how God takes revenge? You know how he takes revenge? You know what he does for Nekama? Haifiyah. He shows up in your life. That's revenge. That's what he does. And he gives a marshal. I'm going to use my own words for the marshal, Pasha, to explain it. But the marshal is the marshal. What's the marshal? The marshal is you're in the dumps. You're mummish in the dumps. You know, sometimes a person is literally in the abyss. I mean, emotionally speaking. You're in the worst situation. You're broke. You have nobody. A man comes, a malach maishia comes, schleps you out, gets you a job, gets you a home, gets you security, but you don't know what he did for you. You don't know. You don't know that this man had absolute mysterious nefesh fear. You don't know. And what do you do with this man? You mistreat him. You abuse him. You backstab him. You deceive him. You're still in a dysfunctional place. You try to manipulate. And he's an easy guy to manipulate. You don't know what he did for you. Or you're not ready to know. So for years and years and years, you try to outsmart him, and you're sly, and you steal from him, and you lie to him, and you use him. And you abuse him. And one day, one day, as you grow up and you mature, you discover everything he did for you. He appears in your life. You suddenly feel his presence and what he is. You know what you feel then? What do you feel? There's a deep, deep shame. And the Balsham says there's no revenge that's deeper than that. All other revenge, I'm gonna get back at you. He says, This is the shame that comes from wow, how can I be like this? So he says, Kail Nakamas Hashem. God's Nakham all love. Really? How? Because Kail Nakamas, what shot Kail Nakamas? One day he appears in your life. And you say, Wow, this God I thought was a boogeyman. Literally a boogeyman. A monster. The guy who hates me. The one who hated me from the age of three. Everyone told me God hates me and I hate God. You know, you were told that you are a disappointment to Hashem. And suddenly Hefiah, he appears in your life. Suddenly you become aware of Tamuru Kitoy Vashem. David Ha-Malik says, Tamuru Kitoy Vashem. Why does nobody know about these Pesukim? These Pesukim, I also, Rabbi YY makes up. Who made up the Possek? Tamuru Kitoy Vashem. Benny Friedman made it up. <laughs> The Alter Rebbe once said, "Tamuru kitoy v'avayef, asucht vetizen, as the Ebrister is good, the Hest? But there has to be one thing, tamu, tamu. If there's no tamu, you know, sometimes you want to convince somebody, say this is good food. The cholin today is unbelievable. They say I don't believe in cholent. Taste it, tamuru. How do you taste? How do you taste God? How do you taste God?" Do we have the mechanism to taste God? So you have Lakutatayla. How you how you toya Hashem? What do you eat? Vanilla ice cream. with leber? What do you eat Shabbos afternoon? How do you taste God? Onions and, 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 and crushed eggs with with leber, huh? Kishka. How do you taste God? Toya mea, lasagna. Spare ribs with a little barbecue sauce. How do you taste God? Fish. Huh? Fish. So some people get filter fish. So of course, so what do you know? There's a tamu uruk, but there has to be tamu uruk. It's <coughs> You'll read through Tilling. You'll see it all says in him You read through anything, you see it. But we have to have eyes that are sensitive. So I would read the pasuk Kelna Nekama Hashem kel ne kamas, say I say, Okay. God is having a hard day today. Wednesday is a hard day. Stay out of His sight. (laughs) Comes to Baal Shem Tov and says, What hard day? Vos hard day? He's in love with you. He's crazy about you. Baal Shem Tov once said that Hashem loves every Jew more than parents love a Ben Yachid who was born in their older age. Everybody knows the love of parents to children. If you have a child, you know. Imagine you can have children and you have one child at the end of your life. The love that the mother and father, the love of our every Jew, is infinitely more than that love. Can you imagine that? So think when you say today in, in Davening, Avas Oyla Maftanu. How do you touch that? Why I, 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 I made that up also. Avas Oyla Maftanu If you're an Ashkud Ashkenazi, you'll say Avirabe Nachbaser. Chem Lagdoylevisei dechamal toleino. Haboyche ba'am Yisrael ba'ava. Before Shema Yisroel, you have to say twice, not enough once, that God loves you like crazy. Before Shema Yisroel. In the beginning, and it's not enough. If not, don't say Shema Yisroel. Chazal said, you're not going to understand Shema Yisroel. Comes Maidiv. First we speak about nature, it's beautiful. Sunsets. Sunsets. Evening arrives, it's a beautiful sight, the transformation from light to darkness, darkness to light. He rolls up the light for the darkness, like glila. And then he rolls away the darkness for the light, like this morning. That's a celebration of of nature, of God's world. What's the next step? Boom. He created a whole world. But now he's going to tell you, but let me tell you now about my love. The first thing. You love them eternally. Next. next, Most people do it the opposite order. But somehow Chazal didn't believe in the opposite order. Most people say, If you'll do Torah and mitzvah, God will love you. Ames? If not, he'll hate you. That's not what it says. And Rabbi, why, why didn't make this order? I didn't change this, this Nusrach. Because of that, I love you so deeply, I gave you a way to be able to connect. al Kain, What's al What's? I want to know, what's Al-Qain? We say this every single night. I know you're not going to explain the Siddiqas for Shalom, because it may be... Uh, <laughs> you're not allowed to understand Daveni. We may actually understand Right, it won't be good. And you may even change your relationship to God. You may destroy idolatry. Who wants to do that? Right? What's the Alkane? What's the Alkane? Anybody ever thought? Alkane, Hashem, Alkane? Right? You can even pick up your hand if you want. Alkane. What's the Alkane? <laughs> what did you say first, Alkane? Can anybody tell me what the Alkane is? Reb the you a linguist. What's the Al-Kane? not the child. I love your discipline. Therefore, no, it's not the Al-Kane, Hashem Alekeinu, Besachveinu Vekumeinu, Nasiach Bechokecha, V'nismach B'divrei Serov, Shum and Vai Teki Envaitekiyah Yimchayenu You see the structure of this bracha? Every one of my shiurim is in this bracha. You don't need more. Everyone. It's all there. I'll translate the bracha. You loved us with eternal love. Torah and you taught us. That comes right after the love. You love me infinitely. You give me Torah and which is the deepest way of connecting to you and the deepest way of life. al therefore... What's the therefore? therefore? Because of all this love... This relationship, I'm not going to let go of. I'm going to celebrate it. It's the epitome of life. And then you continue. If you made a mistake, now you'll say, Ooh, but what happens if I made mistakes? I betrayed, I abandoned. How does that come in here? This is already talking about somebody else. This is a person who left. Don't think the love changed. Why would I think Tosimimimenu? Because if it wasn't, so maybe you stop loving me. Say, no, 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 this love will never change. I love you unconditionally the way you are. I take pride in what you can be, in your potential. But don't think the love changes, ever. Baruch Hashem, Oyev Amma Yisro. And we all know to say Hashem's name, it's, it's serious. You're not allowed to say a bracha So every Jew makes a bracha b'she'ma malchus and says, Oyev Amma Yisro. Wait, wait, wait. Why don't you ask God if He loves you? How are you saying His name? You'll say a bracha with Hashem. Maybe He doesn't love you. Maybe He's upset at you. Maybe He's angry at you. That's not a shaila. Not a shaila. The Balatanya writes, we say every morning, three times, Maybe he doesn't forgive you. <laughs> How do you know he forgave you? Maybe he doesn't. He's a of Ask him. You have nevuah. He told you. it's a Maybe he doesn't forgive you. The pshat is it's not a and a it's braq is so the Balatanya says in the Gemara is the Harayet is not even a Sufik a Svek Svek that he forgives. There's no such a thing. If you said I'm sorry, it's over, done. And what's the next step? Re'ina viri Why don't you see my pain and redeem me? So, Excuse me, moi I should see your pain? You just two seconds ago said that you're that you're full of sins. <laughs> what do you mean I should see your pain? Why don't you look at your sins? Look at my pain. Fight for me. You just sinned. The answer is It's over. No sins. No sins. You said it by Shachras. Then you said it by Mincha. Then by Maidiv. Don't you think after 50 years God says Imagine every day you cheat again. And every day you come to your boss and you apologize. At some point he throws you out. Here he never throws you out. Every day. And everyone gets up. I didn't make up these stuff, my friend. It's Pshutoshul Mikra. Reina Reb Simcha says, Why is it after Ne'ila? After Ne'ila, everything is done. Anaya Yar. Yim Kippur is over, forgiven. What's the first thing we say after Ne'ila? Vuhu rachum, Yechaperovah. I don't understand. You said you are forgiven. For who We're done already. How many Jews sin between the Ila and mitzvah? At least if there would be a break for five minutes, zindik. But After the Ila, people lose it. Right? They sat a whole shabbos. The add kicks in, and the hunger kicks in. and that Vurachim is the fastest Vurachim in the world. So nobody sins between the Lama. Even if you want to sin. Nobody talks. They want to go home to eat. So what you the, Yechapi Roven? And then you're Davin Shbenassah, and you say, Where did you sin? For the quick between, Maidav. For the quick Maidav. <laughs> so the quick Maidav. Where did you sin? Who sinned between the Ilam and Maidav? I'm asking you. what they do? what they do to the Lama and Maidav? They played poker. They didn't even go on the web yet. Maybe some people between the Ila and ma'arav they can Herstein but most people didn't go. <laughs> okay, it's so not a naveda. A human being is hungry, what so you know what the binim's ah? What huh? else will we say about Ma'av? That's that that Judaism has to go. <laughs> that Judaism has to go. What else should we do? Of course, we do this. What else should we do? We should, we should enjoy life. We don't do that. We have to be miserable. You can on another bracha. on another Make it miserable. Why not? Another futkiyis. Why not? That has to go. That's all based on the same conception that there's really somebody who's trying to... Uh, what's a nice word? Uh, huh? Whatever. I wanted to use another word. but okay. Uh, <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll keep it this way. You'll finish the sentence yourself. The you. the you. So, Harib Simcha from Shizcha. You want to hear what he says? He says, "You know what Yichaper is? You know what Slachlonu is? That after a Kippur, people think that God did not forgive them, and that's the sin. After a Holy Yom Kippur, people don't believe that God forgave them. They don't believe that they're healed." They don't believe that they're fully, fully good. They still are busy knocking themselves down. <coughs> so you say, <laughs> What's the sin that I believe that I'm a sinner? That's a sin. Right after Nehilev. Faket now. So if you don't believe that, if you do believe God forgive, you don't have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you have to say it for all your chavedim who don't believe that God forgave them. <laughs> okay. Ooh. This class is brought to you by the Yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.